take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Okay, welcome to the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Gary Tangway, along for the right pod. Before we get to the top stories, which are the Chicago Bulls, Kyrie Irving will be able to play in any place but New York and Toronto. Uh, Rondo is on team number 28. Uh, and uh, if the Grizzlies were in the East, how good would they be? That's all coming up right here on the Goodman, Ryan, excuse me, Ryan Goodman Tankway Pod. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can enter the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code at CLNS50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, we are going to start with Kyrie Irving today. Bob Ryan, you're hot on this topic uh, because of the COVID protocols. He can play everywhere but New York and Toronto, so they have to try to figure this out. Uh, I, I have a feeling I know how you're going to fall on this, but I'll let you take the stage. This is an interesting topic. It's an interesting topic because it's very rare that we honestly can say that we have a unique situation because people abuse the word unique. Unique means one, period, one. I don't know of a comparable circumstance in the his- not only the history of the NBA, but in any known professional sports league in this country or any other where a player is doing what he is about to do. He's going to be playing only in road games. The reason, for, for whatever reason, we know the reason, and that's, that would be that's a whole other topic, but th- that the fact that they're going to do this uh, is, is unprecedented, I, which in itself makes it a, a worthy topic of discussion for us. The idea, I, I'll, I'll just... I can't imagine. No one knows how this is going to work out. This is a this is the ultimate in a lab experiment. No one knows how it's going to work out phys- uh, physically you know, on the court or or psychologically for the team at all. Uh, it, it's it's a complete brave new world. That's what I have to say. Then we can get to the reason why it's happening. That's fine. That's something else. Well, they're they're twenty three and twelve. Here, here's my take on this: is if you're Sean Marks, why did you sell out? Like you had a plan in place, which was we're not going to play Kyrie until he adheres to what 90, what 98% of the rest of the league is adhering to, which is are, are the protocols and being vaccinated and, and being boosted. Um, they, they kind of drew a line in the sand to start the season. Then the Nets have won despite him, maybe not as much as people thought, but they've won enough. And then all of a sudden, Sean Marks, and it might've been ownership. Might not have been Sean Marks' decision, the Nets GM. It might have been ownership saying, hey, we want to win this thing this year, and we think we can. We're looking at L.A., the Lakers, they're a mess. We're looking at Milwaukee. They haven't been great. Philly's been disappointing. They don't have Ben Simmons. This thing is as wide open as it's ever been. And if we get Kyrie back, and oh, by the way, James Harden has been a different James Harden. He's not just shot, you know, happy every time he sees the ball. He's actually turned in to a true point guard. So I wonder what it is that changed things, but 
Um, ultimately, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they did it now. There's only one technical reason I can think of, and that is, and even though it's only going to be working half the time, see, is try to uh, alleviate the minutes, the heavy minutes on, on to try to take as every possible extra minute away from Durant and Harden that you can find. And, and by having a, a, a third, I mean, what else can they, having a third and, and star? Saying, yeah. And Bob, score, you're saying like you're giving him now half a year of half the games. So you're basically saying we're going to yeah. give it 25 games of Kyrie before the playoffs to get these guys back because they didn't play a lot together, the three of them last year. I'm thought, well, not just playing them together. I'm pointing about he could be out on the floor when they're on the bench that he can that's score it. points. That's what I mean. Not necessarily that, and that's the byproduct is they get the time they get to spend together. I don't know which is more important, frankly, to them. I'm just throwing that out there. Other than that, there's no other reason to bring them back based on the way things were going to me. So, you know, I think you, you, your proposal is correct to get them ready with the playoffs with, with the time that they'll be able to play. But I just think maybe it's you have a guy out there that can do something, score some points when they're on the they bench. Sold out. That's basically what the Nets have done here. They've sold out. They've said, hey, we've got a position here for the first, you know, 30, uh, what do we have, 35 games. And now we're changing our position because we want to win it all. And ultimately, listen, different scenarios completely, but we've seen it with so many other players in other sports, right? Like a Josh Gordon in the NFL. How many chances does he get? Why? Because his talent we just saw the ultimate example of, of talent Brown. character, uh, you know, episode of last Sunday. Okay. That's that he's, he's the, he's the exhibit a, uh, right. Josh he'll be Gordon. back. Uh, yeah. Bob, he'll How, get about this, How about this? Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, assuming that we'll never see Antonio Brown again, but that's a topic for someone else. Tom Brady, Tom Brady would probably take him back tomorrow. Oh, you okay, but, of course you would. Are you kidding me? Of course you would. But but I wonder here with the Nets, does this work out to their advantage? For example, say they end up playing Chicago in the Eastern Conference Finals and the seedings remain as they are right now. Yeah. Because Kyrie can play on the road, but not at home, does that mean the Nets have an advantage playing away? I mean, if you have Kyrie on your team and they're gelling, do you want to play more games on the road in the playoffs than at home? Sure. Of course. You want to play more Crazy. on the road. You'd rather have Kyrie than not right. have Kyrie and be at home. So it's, it's, it's a way court advantage for the next, except, except the owner, the owners, the owners think box office. They think ka-ching, uh, you know, you get, sure. you get ka-ching at home. You don't get that ka-ching on the road. So, you know, they, they throw that one in there. Oh, it, it, see, this is just, it's crazy. It is completely crazy. I mean, guys, guys, should the league mandate everybody be vaccinated and boosted? I would oh. say, yeah, I would say, yes. I'd say, I, I think in order to play, to me, for and it's different now, I guess, than it was a year ago, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, it, it's I'm not feeling well today. You, you know this, Gary. Like, I got a sore throat that's bad. I don't know if I have COVID or not. Should I get tested? Shouldn't I get tested? If I get tested, I'm positive. I got to isolate. My wife's pissed off at me right now because I haven't gotten a test yet. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel okay. Like, it might just be a sore throat. Yeah. And that's the issue right now is guys, people aren't getting overly uh, ill. I, I've talked to a bunch of NBA players who have been in COVID protocols over the last couple of weeks, none of which have said they've had any 
legitimate, serious symptoms at all. And a lot of them have said they have no symptoms whatsoever. So I don't know what you do with mandating it. I just feel like, again, to me, Kyrie, you've hurt your team here. You've hurt your team. You've made a decision. And your track record speaks for itself. And I'm not talking the on-the-court track record. I'm talking about the off-the-court track record. And that's why nobody, or at least Bob Ryan and myself, do not give Kyrie a break because it's one drama after the other with this dude. He's not reliable in that regard. His talent is unquestioned. He can get to the basket as well as any player his size I have ever seen, with the possible exception of Isaiah Thomas II at his size. But uh, but that guy, he can do things on the court that that not not many point guards can do. Uh, and he's a wonderfully talented player. But he is a handful. He is a headache. He is a walking migraine to the team that has him. Uh, and it's, if it's not this, it's something else, you know. And 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 this is this is who he is. And so that's that. If someone had told us uh, that there would be a circumstance in which a, a guy would put himself in the in a circle in, in a situation where he would wind up playing only in road games because of some you know uh personal uh reason uh you'd say oh Kyrie you, the leading candidate how do you think Steve Nash feels about this like Steve Nash how do you think we really oh, I, think Steve Nash feels about this oh I think Steve Nash is limited I mean I, I, about the fact that he has to put up with him in this regard you know, and on both levels, he knows how good he is. So that's frustrating. The frustration of that for Steve Nash, knowing how good this guy is. And then the other personal uh, seething, uh, you know, head boiling thing, because because this guy is who he is. You know, it, that that talent is packaged inside that body, that brain, that, well, that personality. Let me ask you this. If you're Steve Nash, Jeff, and I'll start with you, would you rather have the team right now with Harden playing the point like he did when he first got to the Nets. Would you rather have Harden doing that with Durant or, and as is, or would you rather put up with the drama of Kyrie playing on road games? I I would get uh, KD and Harden together with Kyrie and really have a conversation. Hey, do do you want to, do you want to win this thing or not? You know, we got together, KD, especially we came together to try to win this thing. I get your personal beliefs here, but look at all the other guys around this locker room. They all got vaccinated. They're, they're all playing right now. And, and again, I understand your personal beliefs, whatever reasons you have for it. Um, but we need some closure one way or the other, either, either you're in or you're out, but, but it's not half-assed of playing just road games. What do you want to do? here? Yeah. No. Well, anyway, it's it's it, it's here. We've we've been waiting for it, and it's finally here. Uh, we, as we speak on Wednesday the fifth, and uh, we'll see. It's supposed to be playing tonight, and we shall see. Uh, but there's no way it's not worth offering any prediction about how it's going to work out because there's no track. There's nothing for us to go on. We have no idea. You know how the other good thing, the other good thing, Bob, Kyrie's very very injury prone with his knees, with everything. I mean, he's been very injury prone the last few years. And does this help him in a way that he won't be playing back-to-back games, that he'll be playing just road games to go on road trips. So he'll have some days, you know, but, but it may, may help him that it's a shortened season again. And now he's only playing about half the games for the rest of the year. Well, there's no way he's going to go back on his stance, no matter what they say. The Nets did. He won't, he won't because he'll, he, he just won't do that because he thinks it'll make him look bad. 
Okay, uh, moving on to the next topic right now. I take a look at the Bulls, and I looked at some articles at the beginning of the season when they started out strong, and everyone was like, are they going to hang around? Are they going to hang around? And I know both of you, you gentlemen, being basketball purists, are fans of this team and of this roster, much like the Grizz. So if the Grizz were in the East, they would be higher ranked. They'd be, they're hanging around with the Nets. So you take a look at the Bulls who won eight straight. The Grizz have won six straight. Are these two teams legitimate playoff threats? Now, I'm going to define this. Everybody knows that Golden State is probably going to win this thing if they stay healthy, okay? But do you put the Bulls and the Grizz in with Phoenix, in with the Nets, maybe the Lakers? I don't know what's going on with them. Are they legitimate threats, Jeff Goodman? I mean, listen, I I think because of the time we're in, they're threats because if we don't know what's going to happen, who's going to be healthy, who's going to be out for the protocols, whatnot. But if, if you're, t- if you're asking me at full strength, who am I taking with a healthy Kyrie um, head and body, mind and body um, over, over the bulls or Memphis, I'm taking, I'm taking the nets. I'm taking Milwaukee. Um, I'm probably taking the heat, but what I will say is man, these Bulls are fun to watch. It shows the difference between having an Alonzo Ball and a Marcus Smart, in my opinion, number one. And, and we know I was advocate, advocating for Alonzo. I, I don't know if they could have done it money-wise, but I was advocating for whatever they could do to get Alonzo Ball to pair with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And what I will say is DeMar DeRozan has to be Bob Ryan's favorite player. Has to be, because he is an old-school dude. And Bob, I know you're upset because he went from a couple of years ago shooting uh, like a half a three a game, averaging 0. 0.5 threes per game in like 2017, 18. Now he's averaging two a game. So I know that hurts you well, deep down, but DeMar, DeMar DeRozan is your type of guy. <laughs> you know, it's funny when, when Sam Jones died, someone got quoted as saying maybe, was it, was it Brad? Someone, you know, a, a modern day comparison and someone threw out the name DeMar DeRozan. And, and, my, and my initial reaction was, of course, to scoff, but only temporarily. I said, wait a minute, Bob, come on. You know, don't, don't, you know, uh, if there's any, this guy might be a, a fair that he's elevated himself. I mean, he's way out of the, the into a new category this year. There's no doubt, no doubt. And he's a, uh, he's a bona fide stud now. Uh, he's uh, an MVP uh, candidate. He's an MVP candidate as sure. of today. I mean, let's face it. The MVP candidates right now are John Moran and DeRozan. Um, uh, you, I'm sure we'll find a few more. Time yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the mix for sure because of what they've done with their teams. I mean, certainly there's some other guys in the mix. I mean, KD, when he's been out there, has been sensational. Yeah, I mean, the, the normal cast of characters is there, but we always want to gravitate to, to the new guy. And DeRozan's not the new guy at all. That's the crazy part. What's your take, Jeff, on on uh, Levine? So I've it, never bought in. Like just Levine. Yeah, I've never bought in. Now again, I remember tweeting out when he left UCLA. He left. He averaged like seven, eight points a game, and my tweet and people retweeted all the time when he made the All Star team. But my tweet was basically like, "This guy's not ready. Like this guy should stay. Should stay in college another year." And he wasn't ready. But, man, he's way better than I ever thought he'd be. He's a better shooter. Obviously, we know he's an elite athlete. And you know what he is? 
if he's got a sidekick with him, he wasn't good enough to be a number one guy. Thank you. Thank you. But he's great as a 1A or 1B. And DeRozan, the same thing, right? DeRozan wasn't good enough to be the number one guy by himself. But you put those two together. And, oh, by the way, you compare them to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, they're older. They're a little bit older, both of them, in Chicago. DeRozan's considerably older. But, again, what those two have that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do not have is a point guard, guard period. Yeah, well, and the great minds think alike category. I, I, as you were speaking about Levine, I was going, I can't believe he's saying this. Because, because – when he was a freshman at UCLA, and I saw him a couple of times, and, and, and I said, oh, God, please don't let him think he should come out. Because he, I swear to God, I, I love this talent. I like what I'm seeing. But please don't let him go get any grandiose thoughts. He'd stay at least another, you know. Yep. So that is exactly, now, I don't, it's very interesting. Why him? I wonder, he struck us both exactly the same way. Because he had all that potential. and and. You know what he averaged? Here's what he, he averaged 9.4 points a game. Now he shot 38% from the field. He played, uh, he played 37 games. You know how many games he started at UCLA? Zero. One. One. One game. One game. So I think we just wanted more. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. these but days, you know what? There was something there that I said, oh boy, but you know, just. You know, and, and but but I know how it goes, and they, they you know they they want to make the light leap too soon, and and you know and then anyway, uh, but back to the whole premise with discussing, uh, um, Gary, I, yeah, it, it's an available year, it right? Just, it's an available year, right. and so they have a right to play the why not us game, you know why not us, yeah. and 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 I'm I've become completely conver- not I never need, I didn't need conversion I just needed education about Lonzo Ball you know because I started out with the Brawl brothers you know yeah. with such a skepticism about the lunkhead father and and then you come to realize the kids have skated around it above it they float around it they they have handled this thing marvelously you know and 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 they're not they're, they're not, not to blame they're not no, to blame. And, and they're not and they haven't been harmed i mean they they've managed to figure out you know to take oh, wow. the good that the father the father the paternal love which was everything he did was sincere grounded and his love for his kids i understand that and and i never would question that but you know he was just a pain in the ass i don't have to tell jeff <laughs> and uh and you know but the kids don't take it out on oh you know ever take it out on the kids and either one of them and uh and this guy can really play this game. And, and, and oh, yeah. I love their team, how it fits, right? You've got Lonzo running the point. You've also, got really- they've got, you know, they've got their resident middle European do it all center. You know, there's, a, there's like an assembly line over there somewhere, you know, in, 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 in middle, you know, in, the, in, in the Yugoslavia, not Yugoslavia, there was no Yugoslavia, yeah. it's Serbia, Croatia, Montenegro, you know, and it, there, there's Bosnia, they're, they're cranking these guys out and they got one in Vucevic. Yeah, they do. Uh, I think Bob said it best. It's an available year because that's the reason I brought this up. Uh, not to mention, you know, their coach is pretty good in, in Billy Donovan. He yeah, seems yeah, to get, right. he's been, even though they've won, They've won eight in a row. He was very critical of their defense. Caruso is a fan favorite. He's found a home. Yeah. He's come off the bench. You know, and everybody, every team that makes a run has that guy, right? You know, they have that guy. So I think available is, is the perfect word because with COVID, 
And with Kyrie, there are just so many uncertainties. Questions. You know, and that's like, if you take a look, and even with Morampi and Hurt, the Bulls have been the one, well, the Bulls and, and, and obviously the Warriors, I mean, have been the two constants. You know, the Suns. I mean, so those days. three teams, that's Suns. it. Go to so Suns who knows? No, go to Suns in there. And yeah, the other team that is always, tr- you know, always now, that is trouble in the con- con- modern context for teams you don't want to f- mess around with is Utah. You know, and yeah, I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm I don't saying, know if I believe in Utah. Well, I mean, in the I'm, playoffs, no. I, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, listen, I'm nobody believed in Milwaukee last year, Gary, until they won it. Well, right. I mean, but so until I see Utah do it, that's what I'm going to think. I was speaking about West, though. So I was taking a look at this, and I always think of the, you know, the 86 Celtics here, but Golden State and Phoenix. Golden State has seven losses. Phoenix has eight losses. And I thought to myself, how long is it going to take for them to get double-digit losses? So I looked at Golden State's uh, upcoming schedule. I mean, it's a bitch. Um, you know, they're at Memphis. They're at Milwaukee, at Chicago, at Utah. They host the Nets at the end of the month. In Phoenix, they play the Jazz twice. So could it be maybe that Phoenix, that Golden State gets double-digit losses before Phoenix, Jeff Goodman? Yeah, because I, I think Clay's going to come back soon. I think they're honestly they're, they're going to lose some games early because of Clay. Because it's going to take him some time. He's been out for two years, two years. so you've got to acclimate him. Which means guys have different roles. Clay is not going to be able to guard like he used to. He, he's not going to be the same player, especially early. So I would say yes, as long as Phoenix stays healthy. And I was at the game last week where where Phoenix came into Boston. And uh, they didn't have a, a guy over 6'9". Their tallest guy was Jalen Smith out of Maryland. And, and, and the Celtics, you know, took advantage. They took advantage of that one, even without Jason Tatum. Um, and they ended up winning that game. But, you know, I, I think, you know, to me, again, the, the key here is watching Golden State. Because if Clay comes back at 90% of what he was, they're the clear favorites now. They, they become the clear favorites to win this thing because you found something in Jordan Poole, right? You found something in Jordan Poole. You're going to get Wiseman back at some point. Uh, you, you've, you've got, to me, Andrew Wiggins fits his role now in Golden State. And it's probably picked up some really good habits since getting there that, that he had bad habits in Minnesota because there was nobody to teach him, nobody to lead. And Draymond is back being Draymond. Right. right. Back to his, as Quinn Snyder suggested that he should be in the MVP discussion, which of course uh, very much cheered up uh, Draymond. But, uh, <laughs> sure. no, but it was, yeah. there's no other guy. He's, he's unique. He's sui generis in the, in the league right now. There's nobody else that is Draymond Greenish with, with at both ends of the floor that combines the two, the, the uh, in question defensive ability with the, what he brings to your offense. Uh, the the, uh, the the queen on the chessboard thing that he brings to your offense and well and and, wonder, he's really, um, and he's a good friend I think he's in a really good frame of mind I think he really likes what he's you know, who he, the whole package of what he's been dealing with and with that team right now just thinking off the top of my head I wonder what's a more entertaining final Milwaukee and Golden State or Chicago and Golden State because if you're in Chicago and Golden State the Nets the Nets and Golden away. State the Nets and Golden State oh really okay. Oh, no doubt. No, Bob, am I wrong here? Nets yeah, Golden but, State is what well, anybody I, wants. I don't, to I, I don't, I don't, the Nets, yeah. But you want to see, we'll see what happens. Kyrie, with Kyrie, but I just don't Kyrie is, 
Kyrie and KD are the villains of the NBA right now, for the most part. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the, the duo villains, and Steph is still – Right, he's the favorite. He's oh, yeah, he's, he's got the white hat. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but the Nets have to get past Milwaukee. Totally, totally. I don't know if that's totally. happening. Well, you know, and they're getting healthier. They got the Vincenzo back now, which you yeah. know, people forget he didn't play in the in the finals. And right. and and you know that's and they you know, but he's he's an important part of the the total puzzle. So, um, well, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, yes, you would want the Nets if they're fully intact and everybody's. Yeah, I could see, Jeff, you're right. I mean, I could see the, the graphic now, right? You know, the oh, shootout at okay corral or whatever, you know. Yes. Yeah, I the rate, I always go by the ratings of, of again, what people are going to want. Those ratings would yeah. be far better than Milwaukee oh, Golden God, State yeah, yeah. or yeah, anything else. No, you're right. State. All right. Um, gentlemen, LeBron, we see him all over the place talking about calm. And this is how LeBron sleeps tight at night. He wants to focus on his physical and mental fitness. So this is what you do. You get the number one app for sleep and meditation. As they have teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. So if you head to calm.com slash scribe for a limited time, you'll get 40% off. A Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves. Sorry. Like rain and leaves and so much more. Like sleep stories and meditations so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash scribe. That's calm.com slash scribe. Okay, um, Bob wanted to touch on this. I think one of the great disappointments of the NBA is the career of Rajon Rondo because I thought this guy should have been the worst shooter ever to make the Hall of Fame. I was a huge fan of his when he was a Celtics, and now he's on his eighth team. He's become a journeyman. And sometimes, Bob, you see glimpses of it, but every time I see him, I just shake my head. I've just he was he had so much potential. Oh, it's a, he was a special player, and the way he did it, the way he went about it, was in a way that no one else did. Uh, he did it despite the not being able to shoot the basketball very well. Uh, it's kind of a pre uh, forerunner of, of the early Lonzo, if you will. That was Lonzo in the beginning. You know, he's a better shooter now. But, but he was special. The triple doubles. We, I, I don't want people. You know, he's become such a, 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 a discarded item. You know, now he's you now he's on. People don't know he's going to join the Cavaliers as team number eight, number seven since he left Boston, which was in 2015. But he was special. The way he did it. And those triple doubles cannot be discounted. They were remarkable. And he was the best rebounding guard, 6-1 guard, with the possible exception of Fat Lever in the history of this game. And, and that's, that's something that, you know, not, that you can't take that away from him. So when his career is over, and he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he's going to have at least one championship ring, or what, two, right? Yeah. And, and he, just remember that early, Rondo was – he, he, he was a, a, a riveting player. He was a really, a, you know, could, uh, you can't take your eyes off player. And he has, this, you know, deteriorated into a, you know, just a piece of flotsam and jetsam in this league. I always thought he was overrated. Yeah. I thought he was overrated. And I thought he, he was fortunate to play with three Hall of Famers, all of which could shoot the hell out of the ball. Because if he didn't have that, um, I, I don't know if he would have gotten nearly. Because then people would have guarded him. I, I felt like. They didn't guard him. 
Now, he didn't shoot it even when they didn't guard him. I mean, they, they'd play him in under the foul line, below the foul line, and he still would not shoot the basketball. And he, he seemingly never really got better at it. You watch him in practice, pregame, shoot around, he, he'd be shooting threes and making them. And then for some reason up here, he just couldn't couldn't yeah. take him and make him consistently um, in, in games. But the other thing that always struck me about Rondo was – he butted heads with every coach he ever played for oh, early in his career. Yeah. Everybody, every coach could stand in with him. Yeah, I mean, and now yeah. he's flipped it. So, guys, like the crazy part in Chicago is so in Chicago when he played for like Hoiberg, um, and it was like him, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. So, believe it or not, the young players on that team absolutely loved him. He sided with all the young guys on the Chicago team. And the players loved them. And it was Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade over here. And Rondo over here with all the young guys. And now you talk to a lot of players who play with him and even coaches. And they'll say, like, he's changed. He's a lot easier to deal with. Um, and some people feel like he could be a coach going forward. That he's that cerebral about the game. I don't know if I you know what Doc says. You know what Doc has, yeah. continues to say, as far as I know. Smart as, as smart as any player I ever coached. And, and so there was always that. And, and the only thing I ever got out of Doc at the time when he was still here, the two of them together, was you didn't know which Rondo you were going to get day-to-day uh, showing up, he said. There were, there were, it was, you know, if you want to use the word moody, he was, there, were, there were different Rondos, he said, and you didn't know which one you were going to get. That's as far as he would go to criticize Rondo. As that far was as the he problem. Would go. And then after that, he would do nothing but he praise on him for being as smart as any player he ever coached. So don't be surprised if someday he is sitting on a bench. I mean, maybe not the head guy, but, you know, if that's what he wants. You know, hey, we never thought wants. Larry was going to do it, and he did it. Guys, thank you very much. Jeff, feel better. Bob Ryan, always a pleasure. The Hall of Famer. This has been the Ryan Goodman Podcast, along with Tango. We'll talk to you guys next week.